0: The Ravens are now 7-2, and two. everyone else in the AFC North is 5-3, and three. and the number of other divisions in the NFL where everybody's got a winning record is zero. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacovich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I hope you also check out my Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. Same place that you found this. Yeah. There they came yesterday. One after the next. Ravens and Browns. And then at night, the Bengals beating the Bills. The Ravens are seven and two. They've looked like world beaters against pretty much everybody except the Steelers. The Browns continue to not go away despite a lot of things not going their way. And then the Bengals, you know, let's remember, they were supposed to be, and this was undisputed, the class of the division. Well, they started off absolutely miserably, particularly from the offensive standpoint of all things, but they've now won four in a row. They beat a really good team in Buffalo. Last night, Joe Burrow looks like he's kind of getting back to being Burrow. T. Higgins was obviously a big factor. But right now, right now, if you took some sort of general survey about the state of the Steelers, just them within this division, you would not have anybody anywhere tell you that they're anything other than the fourth best team in that division. Even though the Steelers are the only team in the division that has a perfect record within the division having won both of their games against Baltimore and Cleveland. Even though they hold other tiebreakers over both Cleveland and Cincinnati. Even though they've kind of owned Lamar Jackson for a long time now. And even though, and this is my most important point out of all of this, they can improve. You know, the Bengals currently have a minus seven scoring differential and the Steelers have a minus 30. And on top of that, it became famous somehow over the past few days that the Steelers have been outgained by all eight of their opponents to date. But does anybody really think that Cincinnati is going to end the season with a negative point differential or did they just get off to a lousy start? Similarly... Why is it that the Steelers can't be given that same allowance? You know, I look at this defense to start on that side of the ball as something that's yet to have a chance to be out there with all guns blazing. And you can say, well, you know, every team has their injuries and it's true. This team lost Cam Hayward and in turn lost most of its ability to defend the run, which affects the entire defense. Everybody's got to compensate for that. Now, of course, it doesn't have Minka Fitzpatrick and Cole Holcomb, leading tackler on the team, is lost for the season. So there's even more to overcome. But does anybody really think this defense has maxed out? Does anybody really think that Let's say, for example, let's pick a couple of names. Uh, Keanu Benton, who's only just now starting to get onto the field on a regular basis, has maxed out. Does anybody really think that Joey Porter Jr., who's only just now getting onto the field and doesn't allow any completions against anybody, has maxed out? Oh, of course you don't. T.J. Watt maybe has maxed out. Alex Highsmith has maxed out. I'm saying that in the best possible way. But you have not seen this defense overall be what it can be when it's all together. And even without Holcomb, because you still have two guys for the two starting positions, Quan Alexander and Elandon Roberts, even without Holcomb, you could still put out your theoretical 11 best or really, really close to it. That hasn't happened yet, and yet the Steelers don't seem to get any of the benefit of the doubt there, that they can get better on defense. They get almost no benefit of the doubt related to the offense, and I, I can't blame anybody for that. That's how awful it's been, except for the occasional fourth quarter here, fourth quarter there, fourth quarter somewhere else. But does anybody really think that there isn't room for improvement, or, or maybe a better word, uh, potential For improvement. Do you really think that Kenny Pickett can't be better than what we've seen? Do you really think that you can't get more uh, out of George Pickens, for example, whether that's the coordinator's fault or Kenny's fault or George's fault, whatever? Do you think that there can't be more had there? Do you think that there can't be more had out of your number three wide receiver position in general? if you were to do the common sense thing, which, by the way, has yet to happen, and vault Calvin Austin over Allen Robinson. We saw the running game get significantly better. Last Thursday, 164 yards, in part because Broderick Jones was put out there instead of Chuksa For They got better. Last year, you'll recall, they got really better. Right around this time. Why is it unthinkable that they could be part of this, especially when, gasp, they already are part of this. Look at the standings, the only statistics that count. Hey, I told you guys this summer the division would be really good, and I told you that the division would be a slog. That's as far as I went with predictions. I had no idea who was going to finish first or fourth, although I did think the Browns would struggle more than they have. What the Steelers have done to date is play AFC North football at the AFC North level. And as you and I are sharing a cup of coffee this morning, the AFC North is the highest level of football in the NFL. When we come back, J1Q... Today's J1Q comes from Nate, who says, Hey, DK, could you imagine a world where George Pickens has a good quarterback and a good offensive coordinator? I had a dream last night, and it was amazing. I appreciate that, Nate. I think that's a healthy way to look at this. Pickens, a player of that caliber in general, deserves to be out there with a good quarterback and a good offensive coordinator. But there's also, man, don't take this the wrong way, Nate. This is going to take off probably a few other people as well. And and I I can't be bound by that. I've got to say what I think on this show or my opinion's worthless because it wouldn't even be worth anything to me, right? I'm not at all a proponent or an admirer of all this coddling everybody seems to be eager to do as it relates to Pickens, okay? He's not a child. He behaves like one. He carries himself on and off the field like one at times. And even though he's not, you know, dangerous or harmful or, oh, he's going to turn into AB or something like that, AB became a legitimate threat. To people around him. I, don't be going the A-B route with this kid. There's not anything wrong with him aside from being really, 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 truly and genuinely immature. But I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for that. I, I don't feel as if everyone else around him should constantly compensate for it. Among the other things that were sent in this direction over the weekend. One that jumped out at me was that, well, what is Deontay Johnson and Allen Robinson, what what are they doing to try to, you know, settle this situation down? Wait a second. They've got the same jobs and the same responsibilities that he does. In fact, Deontay's that much busier out there since he's getting all the targets. Why should Deontay have to conduct romper room in addition to everything else he's doing? The kid needs to grow up. The kid needs to understand that, that it's not okay to throw a temper tantrum every single time something doesn't go his way. And I'm going to underline and boldface the word his way. Because that was a pretty nice W his team got the other night. That was a pretty nice bounce back overall performance that his... Apparent best buddy in the locker room Deontay had, but he's going to pout and whine and whatever that nonsense was on social media and turn himself into some kind of focal point when his team, his team is out there fighting the way they've been fighting against a whole lot of adversity, including some self-created adversity. They're five and three. They're right in the thick of it as I was going over in the opening segment. And who the heck is he and who the heck are we, for that matter, to demand that everybody else figures it out for George? Poor George. Oh, no. Let's have the tiny violins. No, thanks. Grow up, kid. Never ever say anything bad about the younger player. Ooh no, that's that's uh, it's totally off limits. The young players give us hope. The young players are the potential. We haven't yet soured on the young players because we haven't yet seen their ceiling. I don't care. I don't care. That's not okay. That's not okay. And neither are the kid gloves. Not from Deontay, not from Robinson, and not from Mike Tomlin. Get it together. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers, and we will do another one of these tomorrow.